Attention! The movie guys love movies. Any jokes made about the release of Thor The Dark World will be made with the utmost maturity and sophistication, despite the obvious temptation to make a play on words regarding the main character's realm of origin, Asgard. <laughs> Asgard. <laughs> Asgard or Asgard? Oh, it's Asgard, but not when we say it. How like... old is that comic, or that character, or that? Because did we live in a old time enough for that not to be funny? Like that's using what gay I want to know. Carol. Yes. <laughs> well, that's the Norse gods I... thought all that up, right? That was my my, my question yeah, was but before ass was funny. I guess when was ass not funny? <sighs> ass is always funny. Thankfully, well, ass in a time I don't live. Too. <laughs> I know, that's a good point. Yeah. That'd be like, when were farts not funny? Uh, this is my point. Mm. Yeah. They are historically They're always funny. funny. Yeah. It's so weird. My grandparents never found farts funny. They just fart all the time. <laughs> and I would think that would be, it was hysterical to me, because farts were, uh, still are I think funny, it's funny that your grandparents farted all the time. Oh, they would just fart out loud. It just, I think I old know, people do that. How did that. not face them? Old they people just fart. Hear it. Yeah. I don't think they can hear their own fart. It's no. another way that they know they're still alive, that's all. But I'll bet your farts were never funny to my grandparents. Like, their entire lives. Like, they probably never laughed at farts. I mean, that that's a generational thing that came about at some point. Oh, we had a guy in college It would run over, and if he had a fart coming, and you were on the couch, he would sit on you and fart on you. <laughs> we, we had a whole rec- a tape recorder of farts. It's like an hour and a half of just farts. <laughs> well, you can tell what generation we are. <laughs> we're not living in Victorian times. Not. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Movie Showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling Movie Guys empire, and... All we ever wanted was an honest week's pay for an honest day's work. <laughs> You've reached Ground Zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show. Every week with rants, sketches, previews, characters, jokes, bits, special guests, and more. You can expect that in the next hour or so as we broadcast from the Admirals Club in the heart of Burbank's Burbank Airport's flyover zone and unidentified flying objects. <laughs> Catch us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Search the Movie Showcast or the Movie Guys and we come right up. And don't forget, we are also available on badtomato.fm. At WBAD.net, Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern. And as always, please subscribe where possible at the Movie Guys on Twitter, Facebook, etc. My name is Paul Preston. I'm your host here as ever with Lee Caius, Adam Witt, and Karen Volpe. Later in the show, we'll be joined by stand-up comedian, writer, and actor Matt McCarthy. Yay, Matt McCarthy. Lounging recently in the green uh, seen on the Pete Holmes show. Mm-hmm. Recently and frequently. On TBS, yeah. It's yes. a new thing for him. And uh, as and ever... Commissioner Gordon from all the... Uh, oh, my God. Oh we're totally going to get into that. The bad man. Uh, you've come to the right place for previews. Of what's new in theaters this weekend is only we can give them to you. First up, Idris Elba month kicks off with <laughs> Thor: The Dark World, and the first major release romantic comedy of the year. Jeez. It's about time. And that's also the title. No time like November to squeeze that in Hollywood. And later in the show, I have something very important to tell you. This. Ooh, a Harry Potter movie. I know it's like a Harry Potter movie. <laughs> oh no, it's Nazis. Oh, I need you to promise me. Magical Nazis. A tree that eats Nazis. Here at the end was the Heil. So that's oh, no. the most oh, oh, that was Whatever they were saying actually doesn't really matter. I just thought uh, a new I Captain America movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's, it is funny. The first thing he says now, what I'm going to tell you is very important. It's like this whole trailer is very important. Well, it sounded like a fairy tale. So. That's totally Harry Potter music. I didn't catch that till. Right? It sounded like time. a fairy tale. No, this didn't really happen, but here's a story about. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> are, are you saying there was people? a Holocaust? <laughs> That'd be funny. A tall tale told. <laughs> it's oh just denial of the Holocaust. Exactly. <laughs> Some say they were the camp. And it would be even more disturbing if he was Jewish. And he's yeah. telling his Jewish granddaughter, I have a story Good for you. Lord. Uh, 
Yeah, but that's the book thief, lest you wonder what that is. Kicking off what probably is now, you know, the next... I mean, it's probably kicking off awards season, right? That movie will get recognized. Uh, Absolutely. We'll get, it's got, it's probably. Got it's, got, it's got everything. Dallas Buyers Club, has that been it's out got yet? got literacy. Yeah, but that's got... out right about now. Yeah, so it's too. All... It's starting. Because yeah, his is definitely a nod. So. All right. But uh, our first release, The Dark also World. Also part of the awards ceremony. The, the, the Thor, I imagine, is probably trying to go for some sort of Oscar buzz. Pro- probably not. What? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's Special uh, technical awards they announced yeah. the Saturday before and promptly <laughs> yeah. sum up in a 10-minute With the super package. hottie passing out the awards, though. That's right. It's mm-hmm. time for the further adventures of... I'm Thor! <laughs> Adam. Okay. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard <laughs> Where the booming heaven roars this cartoon. You behold in breathless wonder It's like you need jazz hands for Thor. Yes, this Friday, Marvel Studios, the production company that brought you almost everything worth getting excited about recently, continues its experiment in advanced marketing for the Avengers 2 with Thor The Dark World. (laughs) Chris Hemsworth returns as Thor, God of Thunder, which sounds impressive until you realize it's lightning that gets all the press, though Thor is second in power only to the God of Whale Sounds for putting you gently to sleep. The God of Meadow sounds is also in there. <laughs> the villain this time around is Malekith. Adam, am I pronouncing that correctly? I believe you are. Uh, Malekith the Accursed. Is, Accur- or is it the Accursed? Accursed. accursed. I think it's Accursed. Yes, he's foreign. Uh, played by Christopher Eccleston. Malekith is a dark elf whose goal is to return the universe to its pre-creation state. Now there's someone who's really old-fashioned. This guy would be fun to throw into an intelligent design debate. I'll see your creationism and raise you a guy who didn't even think that was a good idea. <laughs> he probably also doesn't think that ass is funny. Or farts. No. You're too old. <laughs> Natalie Portman returns as the hottest girl a galaxy-hopping god has ever seen, perhaps the most believable element of the movie. She finds herself possessed with a power used by ancient gods to return the universe to a formless, massless black hole where all is nothing and time doesn't exist. Thor's only hurdle in curing her? Her successful campaign for a West Virginia con- congressional seat. <laughs> To help defeat Malekith, Thor, who, not for nothing, has the loveliest hair in all of superherodom, must call on someone who knows of Malekith's dark magic, his half-brother, Loki, Norse god of my sister's sexual fantasies. Loki (laughs) makes for an uneasy ally as the man that destroyed most of New York in the Avengers, so this is kind of like Captain America teaming up with Osama bin Laden. We see Loki as we saw him for a time in the Avengers, locked in a sparsely furnished glass cell, causing young viewers to ponder the age-old question, do gods poop? (laughs) Also returning from the previous Thor, Stellan Skarsgård, Norse god of boring yet respectable performances. And Idris Elba, the most imposing actor whose name sounds like a flower. And Kat Dennings, the Norse god of annoyingly having the last word in every scene where something crazy happens. Will Marvel continue its Pixar-like disappointless streak? Or will Thor The Dark World be the Cars 2 of superhero movies? If you've seen the Thor Hulk TV movie from 1988, you realize that the scale for disappointment is forever skewed. This'll send you back to hell, you ugly troll! (laughs) 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 It was. But the trailer looks awesome for... Thor The Dark World. Oh, <laughs> and, the, and the film is directed by one of the finest TV directors out there whose TV shows look like a movie. Game of Thrones, The Sopranos, Mad Men, and Boardwalk Empire. I can only think of what nervous comic fans everywhere want to tell the film's producers. Don't fuck it up! There you go. And that's Thor The Dark World. 
I was obsessed with that 1988. That was the return of the Incredible Hulk. So oh, that, yeah. that was the first, after being off the air for 10 years, that was Bill Bixby. This, and that's how Lou he Ferrigno. came back? Well, that was, they put, they put Thor was the first Marvel character introduced into, into the Return of the Incredible Hulk TV movie. And I was obsessed because I loved that show as a kid. And this was in the, the year-long lead-up to Batman 89. So superheroes were like, and I think that's even why they brought it back, was because there was a lot of heat on superheroes. And, the uh, Incredible Hulk return was that late? It was in the late 80s? It was 88. Wow. Well, that was like a TV movie return after the TV show had been canceled in like 81 Yeah, but or still, it didn't look all that great. Like, visually. Oh, no. Like, oh, no, just a year later, Anton first created the sets for that uh, yeah. incredible-looking Tim Burton movie. But yeah. a year earlier, it was all that heck. But if Tim Burton had directed a CBS uh, Sunday night movie version of Batman, yeah, exactly. it wouldn't it would have looked have that great. No. But, that's, but that's what I'm saying about Alan Taylor directing this, uh, Thor The Dark World. The TV shows he's made look like movies, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. Game of Thrones and uh, and what? Well, well, uh, well, no, Karen and I are just letting this happen. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We got this. Fun, Stand back. Fun to watch you talk Game of about Thrones <laughs> and Boardwalk Empire. But that's an interesting Actually, point I, to have the TV director because right. didn't wasn't TV directing like a dumping ground? Oh, once upon a Bobby, yeah, Bo- totally. uh, Robbie Benson used to be a TV director. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It seems like old sitcom kids. They would yes, be in a sitcom yeah. and then they would just direct. Eric Stoltz and Tim Busfield are, exactly. doing, uh, are doing TV. So now and they're doing it well, but you know. It's a respectable thing. No. TV directors, much like TV, has gotten very respectable, right? Yeah, I mean, and that's why <laughs> Dustin Hoffman and people like that don't even mind. Remember in the 80s, 90s, they would never drip down. Movie stars would not drip down to TV. Now that's everywhere. Well, Hoffman did luck because Michael Mann was on was, board. Right? These guys, you, know, you know who really changed that was... Um, um, We'd love to know. Sheen, Tell us. Martin Sheen. Oh. When he went on oh, to West, West Wing... Wing. And I was hanging out with Tom Berenger at the time when that was starting to happen. And Tom's like, friend of the show, friend of the show. <laughs> and because uh, he, you know, he's a movie guy, a movie star. And he was talking about, I really want to get one of those TV shows because fuck this coming to set. And you walk, you know, it's a steady paycheck. It's an yeah. easy job. It's and a nine to five gig. Yeah. And now watch how many actual movie stars have trickled yeah. down onto oh, the yeah. small Trust screen. us. We know because everyone keeps trickling down. So it's hard to even get a walk on roll. But, the, but, anyway, uh, but our last saying. line of the preview was don't fuck it up. And early word is they don't. <laughs> early word is that it's really. Because it was released in Great Britain two weeks ago or something, yeah, right? And early word is, and it made a huge like, $109 million yeah. worldwide gross already, which is well, like because, unheard of overseas. Because everybody in this movie speaks the language that British people speak, which is that accent. Right? Yes. <laughs> uh, authentic Norse dialects yeah. that I, are I comparable a, to Anthony Hopkins. I, I do want to say that I believe that um, Loki's hair is pretty hot, too. It's uh, raven. It's pretty. Flaxen it's raven. great. The so, chicks dig him. You mentioned that. I think I loves him. Yeah, he's uh, kind of hot. He's up there with Hawkeye, I think, for his, her <laughs> love. Did she stay Hawkeye? No, uh, not as much as <laughs> Alan Loki. Alda. No, oh, okay. I did think he was hot. <laughs> Absolutely, Alan Alda was hot. Oh my god! But let's get on to what people do know now. Thanks what to do these we movies, know? yes, they know Loki. They know Thor. Mm-hmm. The masses have probably heard of Odin. You know, through the years, even maybe before the movie. Odin, big god, yeah, big god, big, one of the big, big ones. Real big yeah. in Samaria. He, plays, uh, he was drafted <laughs> out of right? Ohio State, right? Yeah, Greg Odin. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And these yeah. movies will probably open America's learning gates to a whole new world of Norse gods you probably didn't know existed. Mm. But Scandinavian culture is rife with hundreds and hundreds of gods who get their daily marching orders from Odin up in Asgard. (laughs) That is funny. I think we can tell you pretty much how those days probably went as we drop our guys as uh, movie guys and become (laughs) movie gods. (laughs) 
great and formidable gods of Asgard, I, Odin, will once again heed the call of fate and watch over the North Germanic people's welfare by being both an all-knowing provider and protector. With this, I have duties and responsibilities to give to each of you gods to see my assignment through. Gather round, O Norse gods! First in our roll call of distinguished gods, Rockstar, come forward! Yes, Odin, who art thou so great? Rockstar, the parking god. I need you to watch over the streets of the realm and deliver the people quality places to put their car. Yes, of course, I do this every day, O humongous Odin. Wait a minute, Rockstar. Wait. We have a situation. Yes, what is it? There's a 60-year-old personal injury attorney and a Ferrari with a 24-year-old actress waitress yoga instructor riding shotgun en route to Nobu in Beverly Hills. We need an intervention. Fear not, Odin. I will not allow that Ferrari to park in the back of the lot. Top two! Come forward, Lake Effect. Uh, that is I, Seer Ball, and whatnot. Lake Effect, God of Snow Days. I have an urgent matter. An urgent matter? Oh, great one. You need to head down to Sarasota. There are a couple of kids in need there who didn't study for a test. Odin, master of all that is seen and unseen. A light sprinkling ought to freak them out. Florida residents, residents stay in their home. Listen to me, for I'm Odin. Florida residents stay in their homes for a week when it snows. I think that will work wonderfully, Lake Effect. Yeah, yeah, with, with just, just a quick sprinkling, then I gotta get back up to Buffalo. There's an entire senior class about to launch an SAT. Be gone! Bring me the gods of daylight savings time! Here we are. We are here, your majesty. Ah, spring ahead. Fall back. Good to see you. Ah, this is my favorite time of year, your grace. Actually, I'm a little more partial to spring myself. Enough! It is time for you two to add one hour to the Earth's time. Ah, add one hour, so two becomes three. Wait a minute, that, that, that seems like you're losing an hour, Your Excellence. No, 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 it's just you're taking away an hour. So, so wait, two, two becomes one, then they lose one. Oh, they gain one. Oh, no, wait, I don't know, adding one to two, that sounds like three. You know what I mean, Daylight Savings Time Gods! Look, there are a couple of farmers in Indiana who can explain it all to you. Make haste! Oh, go! Where's Indiana? Step forth, Bartman, god of the Cubs. Man, are you needed. Uh, but uh, baseball's over, oh mighty all-father. It's never too early to start losing. Now go! Okay, I'm on it! We'll get him next year! Uh, yes, you called for me, Supreme Master. I'm very busy. Ah, American Standard, the porcelain god. It's a slow-moving storm. But you're busy already? The day has just begun, American Standard, the porcelain yes, god. It's interesting, because in the last second, I decided to have an English accent. We're getting African-American. Continue! Anyway, uh, I have a lot of people praying for me from colleges all over the planet. They're all bartering with me, and I have to make sure that they keep their word. Let's see. We have a frat party in Minnesota. At Minnesota State, Steve Johnson will never drink gin again. Carol from Colgate University will never drink schnapps again. She says that, but there's still a wine cooler issue with Darren and you. Okay, it sounds like you're busy. They're praying for me that they will have never have rest stop sushi again. They're going to give that up, or I'll have the, never have White Castle again. The prayers keep coming and echoing. And all right, already for the love of me. Go save them, as long as they stick to their promise to never do all that again. Uh, we'll see if they can. Uh, all right, what the hell is that? 
Doesn't sound like that. Divine intervention. The hell kind of thunder was that? Bring forth God. I feel like Odin should have like a little guy going, I get it. Porcelain God do. I get it. I need a salacious crumb. I get it. Porcelain God. All right, it's time for God of the Bible. Yes? I need you to deny that any of this exists. Done. It is finished. Thank you. All right, let's roll. And hey, let's be careful out there. Done. Good job, team. All right. Oh my God! It was like a sketch just going down slowly, like not. That it, was it was a rolling bad. sketch. It was like, like a the rolling thunder. sketch. You I kept counting between the lightning and the thunder to see how far the sketch was away from us. <laughs> it kept getting further and it further was away from us. Further away. <laughs> that sketch is like 27 miles away. Jeez. I'd like to go back to last night and say maybe we don't need a sketch for the Thor. Uh, All right, well, let's get serious. Here. <laughs> Time to get serious, as oh, one must when no. our next film is about Nazi Germany. Oh, oh, couldn't get more serious it. than that, it's The Book Thief, a movie about books based on a book based on the novel pushed by Sapphire <laughs> Lee. Well, get ready to hate the Nazis all over again in The Book Thief, a movie that ironically is ad adapted from a book that actually costs money. The Book Thief tells the story of Frank, played by James Kahn, a safecracker who takes one last job before he's done with a life of crime. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's no. that's the movie Thief. Thief. Yes, Paul. The, the Book Thief actually tells the story of Liesel, a young girl in World War II Germany who's taught to read by her adopted family, played by Jeffrey Rush and Emily Watson. <laughs> and you thought your parents had potential for drama. To satisfy her obsession with reading... She begins stealing books from German book burnings, leading her to read such Nazi-maligned books as The Unleavened Bread Cookbook, <laughs> The Lonely Planet Tourist's Guide to Israel, and The Jew Who Wasn't the Devil and Other Tall Tales. It's one of my favorites. But who would ever suspect a little red-headed girl of being a thief? Unless she's stealing America's heart. Well, that the won't Sonoma. happen. As long as Thor is still opening this weekend. Let's see. It is, so she won't. <laughs> the book the movie is based on is actually narrated by death, but that's only because Liev Shriver's quote was too high. The book thief is being sold as from the studio that brought you Life of Pi. Viewers should also take note that 20th Century Fox also brought you Dunstan Checks In, Jingle All the Way, and Volcano. Well, then again, Paul, there are probably three or four hundred awesome movies released by 20th Century Fox in the last 120 years or so. So uh, can you really say that from the studio that brings you most of the movies you like, The Book Thief? Yeah, maybe we leave the studio out of it. Yeah. According to IMDb's description, under the stairs in her home, a Jewish refuge is being sheltered by her adoptive parents. Well, of course they were sheltering a Jewish refuge. You weren't anybody in 1940s Germany if you weren't hiding some <laughs> Jews somewhere. So it's so chic. <laughs> yeah, it's a who's who of who's hiding. So let's recap. You can't call this the people under the stairs because that was already taken. And she's saving books, but although the book savior wasn't taken, they don't call it that. Confused? Then this movie is for you. Because the book thief is from the studio that brought you Naked Lunch. There we go. There you That'll go. Do it. That's all you need to say from the studio that brought you Naked Lunch. The hell is the Naked Lunch? Exactly. If you've seen that, you'll like on this. The book by Cronenberg uh, film by William S. Burroughs. William S. Burroughs. And Peter I actually Weller. thought you were making the joke. It's based no. on the book by. Oh, yeah. 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 Push, I was push waiting for that Pushed by William S. Burroughs. Uh, so I want to ask you, why is it that all little German girls have the name Liesel? Liesel. I thought Liesel? it was a boy's name. Uh, boys, girls are all named Liesel. I knew, I knew a Liesel growing up that wasn't Jewish. Did you really? So I yeah, I've never met a Liesel. Yeah. I've never met a Liesel, but in Sound of Music, there's like a say Liesel. Who's never bagged a Liesel. <laughs> is that uh, Once is it bagged German? a Gretchen. 
I don't know. It's just foreign. It's like, a f- oh, we need a cute little girl foreign name. Let's call her Liesel or Heidi. They could have called her Heidi. Actually, Heidi's I, not even used as much. It, I don't know Swiss. If, if she is Jewish, actually. I, I know they're harboring a, a Jewish person in their basement. That's true. But yeah. I don't know if the family actually is. I think it's a German name. Liesel? Yeah. Yeah. But it, uh, Sound of Music, those people, where were they? They were in Germany and they went to Switzerland, I like right? A so they were German. Liesel. <laughs> You're so dumb. You're so dumb. Those are good. For the record, The Book Thief was a book written by Anitra Lynn McLeod in 2010. So there you go. For those of you following at home, we have The Movie Thief, The Book Thief, and now The Movie The Book Thief. So this movie is based on a book that was written three years ago? No. No. That's a whole different book. (laughs) Oh, That book's just called Thief. Oh, I just wanted to further confuse matters because the people, they're not confused by now with the plot of this thing. She, the book thief, not be confused with the book thief. So they, they harbor a, a Jewish man mm-hmm. who then they're worried that he's the, Nazis the wizard, are though, right? Him. He's the one he, that casts all the spells. No, no, no. And oh. the young girl is just. That's a different person that lives under stairs. <laughs> yeah, I know where exactly. you're going with it. That. That's true. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the music we had at the beginning. Yeah, so the girl, yeah, the, but the girl is brought into their house. Because she is an orphan, and so these people okay. are taking care of her. But the Nazis aren't after her. We so it's don't kind of a separate know. thing. I'm, I don't know what nationality she is. That's a good point, because in the trailer... She's Liesel. She's Liesel. She's no, German. Go and see it. It's got to be German. Somebody will see it. Maybe they I mean, can send us an email and tell us about it. Because everything is going to go bad, because this is... She's learning the to read. ...beginning of That's the good. Nazi takeover or uh, whatever, and then... Like any movie where they're harboring someone in their basement, they're here come the SS to the door and That's what happened in Silence of the, the Lambs. The SS, the SS showed, silence showed of up the lambs? because they're harboring someone in their basement. The silence of the I'm gonna let that go. Oh, this sorry. has to be one of the easiest movie pitches Shut in up. Hollywood. A Jewish girl in war torn Germany in World War II. Sold. Yeah. Now there are certain keywords that can just make a studio head start frothing for Oscar nominations, and the book thief looks to us like it hit a bunch of them in its plot description. Now, if we, the movie guys, want to make a movie that can rack up Academy Award nominations, I think the plot just needs to hit a few prestigious keywords, and bam, Oscar. Probably right? that's easy. Sure. So we're going to do that this now with another nominated. exciting round of. You've been greenlit. Ooh. Oh, this, I love this game. Sounds very... like that guy had a cigar, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, I like that. Dicky Fox. This, this is the exciting game where your careful use of specific grammar and vocabulary oh, can get yeah. a film made that will get you Oscar, Oscar nominations. That's right. Today we're playing the award season version of You've Been Greenlit. This is where we put a bunch of those keywords into the You've Been Greenlit hat. Right. Nope. In this case, we have a cauldron. There Fuck you it. go. <laughs> So, um, let's see. Yes. We're going to take these cards, stick them there in the thing, and then Lee, Karen, Adam, and myself will pull out four words per person and formulate a movie plot from there that will either be greenlit or not. These are all key words used in marketing campaigns by big-time studios. For those of you who are not watching the YouTube, we are actually doing this, though. We have a couple of cards, and we put it in some crazy old cauldron, and we're just going to pull them out and see They're well mixed in case they're in any particular... Adam has touched and licked all of them, so we're good. So should we all take four at the same time, or do we replace them once Adam's done with his four? I'll go ahead and choose. Okay. All right, now we are reaching into the thing. I'll wait till you guys are done. Oh, no whammies, no As whammies. As Karen said, it should be noted that uh, we there often write go. goofy plot ideas to uh, our movies. We're um, goofing on something like the People have listened. Leaf. They know that we Two. write goofy plot ideas. We're making ideas. this game up four. from scratch. All now, right? Can we look at our cards? All right, I have four here. You can look at your cards. Can yeah, we show so we, the audience? We, we have, make up a plot description based on this. Yes, we got to come up with the best oh. plot description based on the four cards oh. that we have here. Oh, yes. my God. Mine is so perfect. Oh, mine. Oh, my God. All right, All right, I'm ready. Mine's easy. I'm ready to pitch mine. Yeah. Are you ready to pitch? 
All right, let's play another round of... You've been greenlit! <laughs> All right. So we each have four cards. Give us, uh, based on just the words in your plot description, what you have for a, what will no doubt be an Oscar-winning movie. Whoever would like to go. Go ahead. All right. So here's my idea. Uh, is it all right if I go first? You guys good? Yes, sure. Right. Should you say I the four words? Just indicate. Well, just oh, indicate. Oh, no, I, I want to. I'll say. Yeah. I think you'll know them as okay, I go, go along. Mine's pretty boom, obvious. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, wait. Boom, what was boom, the name boom, of that thing we just talked about? The book thief. All right. So I think this is how the book thief was originally pitched, actually. Because um, we start, and it's, it's a war-torn country. Uh, we're going to say Germany, because it's during the Holocaust. Mm. And we boom. have... A little boy <gasps> who's illiterate. He can't read a Perfect. damn thing, right? But what makes this unlike the book thief is the reason he can't read anything is because he's mentally challenged. Oh. Yes. That hits. That's going to so, get the actor a nomination right absolutely. there. Absolutely, yeah. I'd green light that. Outstanding. Why not? You've been greenlit. Thank there you. Go. you. Congratulations, Run that Karen. through the old green light-ometer and I'm it says that call you've been it, greenlit. I'm going to call it the... <clears throat> Uh, instead of the book thief, maybe I could call it the... Oh, good what? God. What? Who said that? You Lee, did. did. Karen you Volpe, Burbank, California. <laughs> Go, Lee. Or now I, have a, I like I, dolphins. I, That's I what I'm going to call it. I, Hollywood likes the tried and true, but they also like a new twist, right? So I, I think I have all the key points here with a little bit of a twist. I have some... Uh, it's a biopic about Jewish Nazis in the inner city. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Nailed it. Wait a minute, isn't that white supremacist? Is that greenlit? I think that is. That's it? Oh, you're not going to go into any more no, detail? Just, that's, that's my <laughs> elevator pitch. That's, oh, you got it? Okay. It's a biopic about a... Jewish Nazis in the inner city. You've been greenlit! Yeah, you that's know. a what, what more do you need to know about right, that movie? Aaron went into great detail. Well, so oh. But you both got greenlit so far. Adam, Well, we're you? saying these keywords sell themselves, right? I mean, you can tell whether this is going to be greenlit or not. Pretty much. Here are mine. Uh, Meryl Streep oh, there you go. plays a poverty-stricken orphan... <gasps> Who was sold into slavery? Oh, I already want to see it. I, right? That would be awesome. Right? <laughs> you <laughs> greenlit. And you know I what's great lit. is not only does that work because she's an orphan and stuff, but be, usually you're orphaned when you're a child. Meryl Streep is good enough to play a child. Anything Meryl Streep, you're already nominated. Yeah. At least one nomination. Well, yeah, she could play. Right? She could play seven. I mean, she the was... Iron Lady deserved no nominations except her, and then she well, won. And I there was kind of disappointed yeah. that Iron Lady, you know, wasn't about a, an inventor who created a suit of armor and uh, <laughs> that's whatever. But that's, like, well, that's where I tune out. That's your Lady. way. A yeah. female yes. Iron Man. <laughs> Wait, let me do my let me do mine here. I think I, I got some different. Uh, I think I got some different oh, cards than that. you guys got. Okay. What did you? What key hot topics did you get? I have a. Suburban white guy accidentally drinks spooge and fucks a pie, and it co-stars Eugene Levy. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> he definitely had a cigar in that one. <laughs> and then he right. threw it at you. Fuck, I, I got did, a poster. Uh, all right, screw that. That's, uh, that's been You've Been Greenlit, everybody. Join us again when we play You've Been Greenlit TV Edition, where we try to combine the most reprehensible words imaginable into a pitch and try not to get it greenlit as a reality show. We'll be right back with our guest, Matt McCarthy, everybody. Hey. Oh, good. This makes me want a game show. Makes me want to wear polyester. Totally. And we are back with our special guest for the rest of the show. He's an actor who's been on TV and movies, commercials, comedy videos on collegehumor.com, and now can be seen uh, pretty regularly on the Pete Holmes show. Matt McCarthy, everybody. Yay! Matt McCarthy. Yay! 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 
Thank you for having me. <laughs> Finally, a guest that announces themselves properly. Yeah, that's how it all should be done. All right, after that music. Well, I think the music inspired him. I was, mm-hmm. Sorry it wasn't a uh, wrestling introduction. Yeah. I know you have a big wrestling podcast. Oh, you could play. What, what's your favorite wrestling song? You have the wrestling album, I assume. What's my favorite wrestling song? Yeah, like Can intro music. Can we go on oh, oh, Stone Cold intro music? No, when no, it no, cracks. I, oh. I, I thought you meant a song, like a wrestling song. <laughs> well, go, about go ahead. You, you probably got a deep reference here. They have those. There's kung fu fighting. Well, they, well, there was the wrestling, wrestling album. Some of those were the right. intro songs, and some of them were just grab them cakes with junkyard dog. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> mean Gene Oakland sang Tutti Frutti. Yes. Exactly. My favorite wrestling song is called Wrestling by Glenn Goza. Oh, I don't know that one. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. <laughs> And I just happen to have a computer right here. Yeah, Paul and Post, could you drop that in right now? <laughs> I think I will. <laughs> I don't know that one. I get the I get the hits volume five or whatever with all the intro stuff with the Rocks intro and the yeah. right. Triple H's intro and all that. I mean, I, I also like uh, uh, New Rhythm and Blues Quartet did an album called Lou and the Q, NRBQ. Do you remember this? <laughs> NRBQ? Cap- NRBQ. Did Captain Lou, Captain Lou Albano. I like that. He Rest had rubber peace. bands in his face. Right. How yes. did that happen? How did that start? Um, <laughs> I, I, it was never quite clear. I remember somebody said that they thought it was because he was such a slob, like that there was like just like it was almost like he woke up with like shit on his face. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, but I thought that they were like they were under the skin. Yeah, I thought they were pierced in, just like as I don't know, just to show how badass and and unique he was. You know something, Mean Gene. I, I live through face pain every day. Yeah. That says something about your character. I know. I was Captain Lou actually last year for, for Halloween. I'm oh, that'd be great. Oh, really? Did you, I could have been yeah. Cindy Lauper had right. I known. No, my wife Glennis Did she do Lauper. it? Perfect. Yep. Good job. Um, I'm trying to think how it went. He was like, uh, uh, Captain Louis Albano. Uh, <laughs> Captain Louis Albano, the manager of champions, the maker, uh, the, the guiding light. <laughs> 14 different tag team combination championships. Yeah. You get the choreography down. Oh, yeah. His oh, body yeah. just gets the better of him, and he can't control it. Rest in peace. Tell him, Cindy. Tell him how I wrote, I wrote the words for time after time. Tell him how no woman has ever done anything without a man behind her. Oh, Lou, come on. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is just kind of fun. It's tis the season. that It's going to be Thanksgiving soon. And I have the wrestling cookbook. And I have found one wrestling uh thing in particular one of the recipes that we do every year it's grandmaster sexy sweet potato casserole every year <laughs> i, I have grandmaster sexy, sweet. I sexy i can't believe i forgot my second favorite wrestling song is by <laughs> grandmaster sexy Whoa. shut up get out of town it's called jabroni <laughs> <laughs> where he's like um, he's like uh, a jabroni wouldn't know an arm bar from a cookie jar <laughs> He's you should it. just burn your boots and start wearing suits. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Jabroni. <laughs> How long did Grandmaster Sexy God, have a thing? Awesome. Long enough to have a castle. I don't, I don't even know if he ever really <laughs> think he had a thing. He really didn't. <laughs> he, How long was he coming out and losing to people before he went away forever? In WWF, yeah, you mean? Like four years? Oh, did he go? Did he cross over to TNA? Well, I mean, he was down in Memphis for a while, and then he oh. was doing indies and stuff. Yeah. They never go away. I, no. don't, I don't think you can. I mean, what other jobs would you get? Stand-up comedian. A lot of them have been oh, cool. going to stand-up. Mick Foley, Foley does stand-up uh, now. Oh, really? Foley. Roddy Piper does. I, it's Here's it's in stand-up yeah. clubs. I don't know what he's doing, but <laughs> and 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 King Kong Bundy. I always heard that he did it, and I, I 
never seen him, never heard it, never heard anyone that, that has seen it or heard it, and we emailed his manager once to book him on a show <laughs> and, and heard nothing. Aw. That would be the We Watch Wrestling, right? That's the, the We Watch the Wrestling podcast, yes. That's right. me and Richard oh, yeah. and Tom Sibley. We Watch Wrestling every Wednesday at 3.16 a.m. Ah, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> and that's... Uh, a new episode actually came out uh, earlier... Uh, it did. Earlier... Uh, today not yeah. necessarily when people are listening to this <laughs> that's all right but so i like watching the wheels turn the wheels started that's creaking right. went, but just search that on youtube and you can find that that's yeah it. we were on the new and noteworthy we're hot oh, is really? there a big uh, guest that you uh, have gotten yet as no it's mostly get... just us talking it's really it's because tom just started watching this year and me and vince are lifelong fans and it's a lo- um, the bulk of the show is us explaining things to tom <laughs> oh, God. and uh, and really his disbelief with it all uh, we haven't. I think this Friday, uh, I've been avoiding it. Uh-oh. But uh, Tom has been insistent, and this Friday he's going to watch the world-class championship wrestling story, <gasps> the Von Erich story. Oh. Which <laughs> That's going is, back. I mean, this is – you. people talk about tragedy in pro wrestling. There is no greater tragedy than the Von Erich story. And what happened? I, I don't think – what happened? <laughs> Just, I don't know. I know More Von Erichs as a name from in to sum it up and to bring the show down. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, this has to outbum Owen Hart and, Owen and Hart, Jake yeah. the Snake Roberts stories. So continue. Yeah. And Chris Benoit. Chris oh, Benoit. Oh, yes. Yeah. Which which it may. Oh God! <laughs> oh no! Uh, the patriarch is Fritz von Erich. He was an old, old heel back in the day. Fritz von Erich. He was a the the gimmick was that he was a Nazi. Oh wow! Oh, well, he would goose step around in. in the ring. Yeah, yeah, fits in with our show. <laughs> Same oh, shit as uh, steel you know, books, communists, and Iron Sheik. Yeah. yeah, no reading. He um <laughs> he was the booking promoter in Dallas for the National Wrestling Alliance, which was a bunch of different booking offices. NWA, all over exactly. And uh, I love their music. <laughs> Straight out of Dallas. They never got sued. W- WWF had to change their name. Anyway, go ahead. True. <laughs> NWA? Never. It turned out it stood for different things. <laughs> <laughs> I, went, I actually had a buddy who got in huge trouble in grade school once because he heard some kids talking about NWA. They were talking about wrestling, and, and they happened to also be black kids. Oh, God. Aww. So my buddy goes, like, he turns, like, they're waiting in line for lunch, and he turns around and he goes, Oh, yeah, yeah, I know that group. Beep with attitudes. <laughs> oh, ouch! Beep trouble. <laughs> Not what you want to say. No. Um, so Great. Fritz had um, they had one son, Jackie, who died when he was an infant. So he d- he barely counts. That happens. Did exactly. in wrestling. Yeah. Um, I may have the ages wrong, but uh, there was uh, Kevin Von Erich, David Von Erich, Carrie Von Erich, Mike Von Erich, Chris Von Erich. The only one that's still alive is Kevin. <sighs> Uh, David, uh, they don't know what happened. He died in Japan. The theory is that he was um, doing drugs and that the guy f- that found him like flushed everything down the toilet and just made it look like whatever. Then uh, Mike killed himself. Chris killed himself. Carrie killed himself. And, uh, and they all wrestled at yes. one time? Carrie wrestled in the WWF as the Texas Tornado. And actually, during that time, uh, he obviously had drug problems. They all had drug problems. He crashed his motorcycle, crushed his foot, didn't tell anybody about it because he didn't want his career to be ruined, then figured out how to wrestle on a false foot. Promoters said they had their suspicions because Kerry used to shower with his boots on. Oh, my God. 
my God. But that's the one that Fritz, the dad, probably has the most blood on his hands because unlike Chris Benoit, he didn't murder his son. He, his son, um, Carrie had violated probation and he was looking at time and he had already attempted suicide once, uh, I believe. And then he was definitely going to friends and family and like saying goodbye. And then he goes to his dad's house and says, his wife hit all of his guns. Carrie hit all, Carrie's wife hit all of his guns. He goes to his dad's house and says, dad, where's that 45 I gave you for Christmas? And he says, oh, here, be careful with it. And then he drives off on the property and then he's gone for like an hour and his dad's like, Hmm. Maybe oh, I shouldn't have given my son a gun, a gun. after. Who asks for a gun, and then who gives somebody a gun and doesn't wonder? That's what the who man just is saying. Ca- but no, just like in any day, like even if he's not suicidal, you just go, hey, I Paul, I got that gun you were looking for. Grandpa I'm not ask used any to questions. call this a suicide amount of time. I better go check on him. <laughs> Wait a wow, minute. That is My depressing. other two boys shot themselves. <laughs> He's not a very good father, is what I'm really getting from your story. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and this is a, but this, to, to bring it back around to movies, is a documentary? Or it's what? a documentary. This is actually because uh, WWE, WWE owns the WCCW footage now. At this time, uh, Kevin Von Erich still owned the footage, so they, it, it's a, a much better documentary than the one that WWE wound up making, just called WCCW Triumph and Tragedy. Um, I believe this one is just called The Story of World Class, or I, I, I don't know, to be honest, what it's actually called, but it is, um, it's remarkable. And that's just the Von Erichs. I mean, there was other guys that were involved in the promotion, like Bruiser Brody got murdered by another wrestler. There was uh, Gino Hernandez, who... Um, it seems like got killed in like some sort of mafia, like coke deal type thing. I mean, it's just Damn. dirty, dirty stuff. But it was uh, they were on ESPN like back in the eighties, and they were gonna they would have gone national if David Von Erich was still alive today. He he we you know it might be between him and Vince McMahon running things. Wow, who knows? Hey, uh, on a happy note, I was happy for Stacey Keebler when she was dating George Clooney. Um, yeah, that, that was she, cool. She made good, you know. She Where'd did. that come from? Just What's, trying to think I, of something happening. Oh, I'm was, just trying that to from David, That came from <laughs> David Flair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think something completely happy, but now she's sure. not dating him anymore. So, right. well, we got so, we got one wow, more way to bring it down. I know. I'm not <laughs> hey, you got dumped. Oh, like, and she's so beautiful. This is like I ruined the whole this show. This is a bummer. This show. Like, I didn't know we were talking about chicks getting dropped like hot potatoes. Talking about the hard topics on movie guys. Jesus, this. So what's your favorite wrestler of all time? I don't know. I, I It used to be Superfly Jimmy Snuka, but he probably murdered a woman in 1983. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that true. didn't stop the Kennedys. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Um, uh, I mean, Stone Cold's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, uh, He's uh, you know, Hulk Hogan was just uh, a dynamo when I was a kid. Really, my, my favorite wrestler of all time is named Bill Eady. Um, you may know him as Axe from Demolition, a tag team called Demolition. Here comes the Axe, here comes the Smasher, the Demolition. <laughs> Walking disaster. <laughs> Another Rick Derringer classic. The oh, yeah. other personas he had, he was the masked superstar for many, many years. And then before that, he was one of the Mongols. Or Moguls. No, Mongols. And then um, in between uh, Masked Superstar... And demolition, he was the super machine. 
because what happened was is Andre the Giant got banned from wrestling. And then around the same time? For real? Yeah. No. Plot wise. No, no. I thought he actually did something horrible. <laughs> like kill a woman in 1983? <laughs> no, okay, no. So he was... his, his body was just it, it, it not So he was in heel working mode. Working anymore. He was a bad guy. Yes. Uh, uh, it was also around the time he was uh, in and out doing um, shooting Princess Bride. Ah. So he, Captain Louis Albano, traveled to the Orient, the Far East, <laughs> and returned with two Japanese pro wrestlers under masks. We did never see their faces. One of them was the super machine, and the other was the giant machine. We need a super machine. And, and, and bear with me, guys, because this is crazy. But Bobby the Brain <gasps> Heenan had this idea in his head. Because he's the brain. That... The, the giant machine was actually Andre the Giant wrestling <gasps> under a mask when he Shut was up. supposed to be barred oh. from the squared circle. Such duplicity. Brain. You can't get anything past the brain. That's right. <laughs> you can't sneak a seven and a half foot, 420 pound guy under a luchadero uh, mask. It was actually the best. Is like, you know, the, like me and Gene would be like, well, you know, I have to address this uh, giant machine. Uh, Growing Bob, controversy. Bobby the Brain Heenan scene claims that you are Andre the Giant. Are you Andre the Giant? You'd just be like, no, I am. Uh, <laughs> I am the giant machine. I am from Fugu to Japan. I'm not. Uh, Does anyone no. want a peanut? <laughs> no, I'm not Andre. No. I love it. Oh, Good, but finally a high note and a funny story about this horribly sad wrestling yeah. business. Well, Andre's dead. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> All right, let's get on to our next movie, Bitch. shall we? Uh, <laughs> We got to give our final movie of the big weekend a once over. How many times have you seen a romantic comedy and thought to yourself, if if only there was more time travel in it? Well, look no further. It's about time. It's about time. It's about time. Yes, there's another movie coming out this week, which means it's enough. It's time for another edition of Counter Programming. Counter Programming. What could possibly compete with a gigantic galaxy-hopping superhero movie? Time travel, of course. About Time is the latest effort from the writer of Love Actually and Notting Hill. A fact which is so prominent on the poster that I've taken to call in the movie Love Actually Notting Hill About Time. You've seen it too, I'm sure. Admit it. About Time is about Tim, played by Domin Hall Gleason, who I will call a newcomer, but whose name sounds like he's big in England. <laughs> One day, his father, played by Bill Nagy, not the science guy, sits him down and tells him that he comes from a long line of time travelers who can go back and relive moments. Yet despite this, the father has settled on this wimp of a son. <laughs> Groundhog Life also stars Rachel McAdams as Mary, the focus of Tim's affection. He begins living encounters with her her over and over until he finally gets it right. <laughs> Wait for it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I find it hard to believe that Rachel McAdams would turn would be into him, but she also starred as a time traveler's wife, so maybe she has a type. And who can forget last year's The Vow, where a car accident puts Rachel McAdams in a coma. And when she wakes up with severe memory loss, her husband Leo works to win her heart again. Clearly, McAdams has cornered the market on roles for that lovely young woman who can't quite remember things, but you find her charming and feel sorry for her anyway, and you still want to find her, her to find happiness and to sleep with her. Hey, if you got a type, I'm just saying go for it. 
Yes, McAdams might be the queen of romantic comedies nowadays, with her biggest role coming in the form of a voodoo doll in Katherine Heigl's nightstand that she stabs repeatedly with pins every night before downing a bottle of NyQuil and passing out. So let me get this straight. A 21-year-old guy discovers he can travel in time, and so he uses his ability to get a girlfriend. A girlfriend, as in one girl, (laughs) as opposed to many, many, many girls. He's clearly British. I predict big things for About Time, as I do any movie whose title means things. (laughs) (laughs) I think they dodged a bullet by not going with the obvious title, Take Backsies. (laughs) (laughs) But when one of the decisions Tim makes gets him the girl but costs him his father, we realize the real lesson of About Time is that you must appreciate the current moment to stop bitching about health (laughs) care. Just goes to show you there's no shortcuts in getting laid. Sorry, guys. Even if you go back in time, you're going to have to buy dinner and come up with some smooth lines. So there you go. You learned something. We're not just here to entertain. Of course not. Never. Never. <laughs> we, we try not to. It's happened, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Another film from the great Richard Curtis, who uh, has, a, has... Has he been named the great by England? Oh, he, no, that's Sir. Sorry. He has sir. That, that... What is that lesser uh, knighthood you get when Duke? you're not the Sir? The like great. Spielberg has it. Yeah, the great. <laughs> he's, like the, he's like Richard Curtis... The one, the only. He's the pawn. It's like a, Esquire? Uh, it's a, a Duke? Brotherhood of the Traveling Pants or something. He's got like a <laughs> title bestowed Earl? on him because Master? he's done so what? much in entertainment. Like McCartney was a sir, and if he wasn't, he'd be this. He worked on Black Adder. I want to see all the people who are named sirs have to fight for the kingdom in a battle. Uh, Wouldn't so be great? great. Ian I McKellen and Paul Anthony McCartney Hopkins and, could take them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Prince Charles, I mean... Prince Charles. I mean, they'll have to suit up. That fucking guy. I mean, his well, he's mom just show- will not die. I know. Can you imagine that? Jesus, what a life. It's been so close to a king. Little known fact, yes. it's because she is a shape-shifting reptile. <laughs> I believe That's you. That's the movie I want to see. If only her father were that wrestling guy, then she would die, and then he could become king. Oh, Fritz von Erich. Yeah. <laughs> Fritz von Windsor. <laughs> Queen well, they Eric. are German. That's that's right? yeah. They they are a German lineage. They're not even English. Well, I trust Karen will tell us all about this movie because I am not seeing it. Oh, I'll well, see it. I love this kind of stuff. Do you like time travel, joking. right? I do because <laughs> yeah. I love big time travel fan. Big time travel fan. I love Back to the Future movies. All mm-hmm. of it. I did the research on this. I mean, this Safe Haven came out in February with Josh Duhamel, mm-hmm. and and that and uh, oh, uh, Julianne Huff. Oh, uh, in the news, hubba um, Oh yeah, she is. And those, those that was in February. That's the only other romantic film all year. People, Major release. I been an indie or two. That's, that's pretty been. amazing. That's always there for counter programming. Usually, yeah. right? You think? I mean, the the, the chick Sandra go Bullock see something. Sandra Bullock <laughs> put, put out a movie, but it was a cop movie in the summer. It was oh, and then the, she the did heat. a space movie. A space. Yeah, you're right. Sandra Bullock's been in space. There, and, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say there was sort of a romantic comedy, the one that we saw um, in a world, but that's not a major release. I love that movie. Yeah, it's more of a voiceover comedy. It's more of a, that was a, a situation. Is that a genre? A voiceover <laughs> comedy. <laughs> oh my it's god, you kidding me? Oh, that old oh. song. Yeah. <laughs> in a world, and uh, yeah, by now is another big movie of uh, the voiceover genre. No, the voice. People line up. How much would you pay is another big, uh, (laughs) that was a great movie from the 1950s, Montgomery Clift. Anyway. Uh, But yes, Karen and I will go and see this. Yay. I'm looking forward to it. But I love the, you guys don't love the Richard Curtis movie? Come on. Love Actually, Notting Hill? 
Four Weddings and a Funeral. Oh. He got nominated for the script. Oh. I haven't seen a single one of those. No, you I've haven't seen, seen any of those. No. They no. in my mind. Matt that's and I what go the world and see, don't see be. them together. I fell in love with the little oh. boy and bad grandpa. <laughs> I yes. want to see that. He looks amazingly talented. He's amazing. He actually. seems yeah, freaking cool as hell. And that whole dance number that you see when they, he makes it rain, mm-hmm. I think he's more talented than all those little shits and that whole thing. Those stupid little girls. Ugh. He's so freaking awesome. They keep interviewing like the one, like the front runner, <laughs> the oh, favorite. How annoying. She's the uh, biggest bitch. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and you'd never I think you could call an eight-year-old a bitch. She's a but bitch. she is a oh, bitch. Oh eight. She's Nine? like. <laughs> Four. Yeah. <laughs> she's like five at best. And she is. I mean, yeah. Oh, and she, she's a bitch. <laughs> you could transplant that attitude onto a twenty-something-year-old in like a as the villain uh. in a reality show, and it would absolutely. Well, they're all gonna fit. want it, their own reality shows. That's the other thing that's so annoying. Is we were doing something. Somebody called us to audition for something, and she was trying to sell us on it. And the one thing that she said that was to sell you on it. It's just the idea that, you know, this could lead to something else. A lot of people get excited when they can get into a reality show. And I remember just thinking, would I ever be psyched to be in a reality show? Like, that? to me, that's has, not a selling point. Has anything been thought to launch you to start a more, but proven the opposite more than reality? Like, we know at this point that doesn't do anything for you, right? No. I mean, it, grading on a curve, it doesn't make you famous at all, actually. It makes, <laughs> I don't know. Would you do a reality show like that? No. Me either. I know. I'd rather, I'd love to go and, and do things and act like a nut, don't get me wrong, but, you know, on purpose and for yeah. a reason. And I've said no. this about us, why know? I love movies. Movies tried it. They said, we'll just do from Justin to Kelly. We'll do the real Cancun. And they both shit the bed at the at the box office and take a fucking hike reality TV because <laughs> movies are better. Yeah, right. <laughs> better than that. I mean, if I want to just see a bunch of, doofuses all you have to do is just look at your neighbors you know what i mean it's not like you need to go far life is a reality show yeah. is that what you're saying karen well, no you'd have yeah. to go tell, you'd have to go tell your neighbors to start doing stupid shit they don't normally do and then it's a reality show just, yeah. fuck reality you know TV. what it's for people who don't leave their house see we actually go out and see crazy people so we don't need a reality there, show there, there's a premise we, let's, let's patent pending this that yes. there's a reality show producer he quits being a reality show he moves into a suburban neighborhood and then he starts sewing uh uh, uh you know he, he talks to the wife's separate and says, I think the husband's cheating on you. You should talk to him about that. Like He directs everything like a reality show. And ruins, and gets, everyone's, and ruins everyone's lives and gets yeah. everyone against each other because he must see that idea. drama Pet all the time. Pending. Oh, Pet I like now we Good just job. need a title that means two things. <laughs> yes. It's about time. <laughs> all right, speaking of which, actually, speaking of the time-traveling yes. uh, movie from this week, uh, makes us wonder what we could do with the power of time travel. So I put this table, uh, this table to the question. I put this question to the table. If you could go back in time, what movie would you stop yourself from seeing or stop from being made? Mm. Thoughts? Our guest. Um, the, the the first one that always jumps out at me, the only movie I've ever walked out on oh. in the theater. Curious. That's so always an interesting curious. question. The Mask with Jim Carrey. <gasps> you walked out of The Mask? As a teenager, too. Wow. As like a whatever it was you, made for you, that movie. I, I turned to my buddy, like we're both these 14-year-olds, we're sitting there and we're like, I'm like, this is the Dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. Wow! I need to go. And you'd seen a Jim Carrey movie before that, right? Like you we went, went because for of, it. Yeah, yeah, Ace Ventura, right? Yeah. Ace Ventura, yeah. Dumb and Dumber. I'm in. Yeah. The Mask. Oh. You didn't even like Cameron Diaz as a little boy, like. I was the horniest fourteen-year-old <laughs> right? in and Rhode yes. Island, and you still. And that is vintage Cameron yeah. Diaz. Oh yeah. yeah. And I, 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 I wanted to blow my brains out. <laughs> oh Did you get God. to the Cuban Pete? 
Because that is, or is that what made you leave? <laughs> I honestly don't, because I have seen the film in its entirety since, but I, I cannot remember when we walked out. Yeah, and I, I wish I could remember what movie we then went into and watched instead. I feel like it might have been a Bronx Tale. I feel like to we... your point, though, that movie really isn't about much. Ace Ventura, it's there's so like a, there's at least like a the story he's trying. There's to, a whole plot. He's to a detective, that one. right? Yeah, yeah. and, and it's with funny. Dumber and Dumber, you can root for those guys mm-hmm. and whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. But the mask is just here's more wacky shit. I mean, it is. It was beyond irritating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but in, in in talking, I I realized uh, I, I should have brought up some wrestling movies as well. The worst. Well, well, I hate the movie. The there's wrestler, only one good wrestling movie. Oh, really? Well, that's if you don't like that one, then there's no good wrestling movie. Oh, movies. right. That's oh, curious. You're way off. Oh, I hate that movie that's so, so much. That's so crazy. Okay. If you want to see a great wrestling movie? Rent uh, the documentary Beyond the Mat. Oh, oh, that about. is great. Yeah. Yes. And and, okay. and and you can watch the Jake the Snake Roberts storyline, which Aronofsky completely lifted and then pretended was yeah, a screenplay sure called <gasps> The Wrestler. Really? Oh my God! Even the shit with his daughter. Shut up. So if you knew nothing about Jake the Snake Roberts, would you like The Wrestler? No, and I'll tell you why. Because halfway through the movie, I like had a like a V eight moment, and I turned to whoever I wanted to stand up and say it to the entire theater. <laughs> uh-huh. You have been fooled. But but it's I turned just to my, like wrestling. This is all fake. Yeah, I wanted to be, and I was like, I was like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Marissa Tomei was supposed to be old and ugly this whole time. Exactly. <laughs> She's so wicked hot. And those young guys are like, oh, the old grandma. That's what, that, what, that's what? what was the scene. I was like, I was like why are they laughing at her saying, no, I don't want to fucking lap dance from Marissa Tomei. Oh, my God. That would be the greatest thing ever. And all of a sudden, yeah. then I'm like, the rest of the movie, I'm just like punching my fucking leg. Oh. But, I, I do believe that. But believe the that. worst wrestling movie ever is uh, called Grunt, the wrestling movie. <laughs> no, I don't know that one. <sighs> Better, worse than No Holds Barred. Oh, way worse than No Holds Barred. At least No Holds Barred has it's fun. Like it's some... Fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it, it is such an exhausting trip into the mind of a cocaine steroid addict that it's like... The best part of No Holds Barred is he 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 beats the shit out of a bunch of guys, and then uh, then Hulk grabs one guy like just the limo driver to get some answers out of him. The guy is scared shitless, literally has shit his pants, and they show a close up of his wet brown bottom. Hogan picks him up and goes, "No, no, what's that smell?" And the guy goes, Dookie. (laughs) And then Hulk Hogan goes, Dookie. This is horrible. And then it cuts to the next scene. That's the (laughs) Oh, 80s. That is horrible. Do you remember, what was the Dirk Benedict wrestling movie? Body Slam. Yeah, I saw that on HBO. And that was on afternoons on TV all the time. And that that seems to exemplify for me. I mean, there are no good wrestling movies, really. Because that's what they were. That that really kind of feels like somehow they can't capture the excitement or actual drama of wrestling in any way. I, I would mean, say the, the wrestler, but now I've been disabused of that. Yes, absolutely well, not. I, there is one. The rest um, of the world might say the wrestler. There is one from the from the seventies. I can't can't put my finger on what the name of it right now is. But it, the Henry Winkler one. No, 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 no. That's the one about George. <laughs> yeah. it, 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 this one's about uh, female wrestlers. 
And it's, Ooh, and it's gorgeous ladies of wrestling. No, no, oh. but that's an amazing documentary. Oh, oh I've never the seen sto- that. A glow, the story of the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. I remember watching it. Saturday Outland. night was my glow Stand. night. Oh, oh yeah, that was oh, wow. great. I mean, really, when it comes down to wrestling, the, the good movies are always documentaries. Anything that's yeah. like scripted. I mean, there was one with uh, Peter Falk where he manages yeah. a, a a girl. Um, uh, tag team duo. I can't think of that. But once in a while, Turner Classic Movies will show them very late at night, even out here. And then the um, the but the 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 one about the female wrestlers. I wish I could put my finger on what the name of it is, but it it is it's it's way ahead of its time because it's really portraying like the grittiness of it and like you know even like just how dangerous it is just being on the road that much and whatnot. And and it also may even portray it um, accurately as I worked, you know, performance as opposed to, you know, like um, basically every other movie, it well, makes I'm it seem like it's real. Adding it to my list of movies. Right, let's see, get on to so. some, wait, let's I'll get figure out what the name of it is. Let's go back to the list of movies you would go back in time and stop yourself. And, and stop from, who, who else stop has happening. Uh, I've got one, which is interesting because we we just discussed this the other night, and I hasten to mention mine because I did such a good job. I almost don't have to go back in time to remove it from history, make stop it from being made or whatever, because the, a movie came out, uh, and it is a sequel to a movie that is very beloved, and I... I Oh, I hated the idea of it. Even though I love sequels, this yeah. is the weird thing is, I, I love sequels. Like I said, once a movie reaches four of it, then I'll watch all of them. <laughs> like, even if I don't care, like Twilight. I'm like, oh, there's four. Tw- all right, I'll go watch those now so I can make a fest out of it. But I, and I love the idea of sequels, especially the idea that uh, the sequels where they didn't plan on making a second one and they start, clearly start making it up as they go along. Friday the 13th is my favorite example of that. I mean, you launch a guy mm-hmm. into space by 10. You know? <laughs> once you launch, if you get to 10, you better be launching your yeah. character into space. That's all you got left, really. Right? <laughs> right. I mean, I really, and I would, I would watch 10. I would watch. Time t- travel. Uh, yeah, I would watch, uh, you know, 10, uh, 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 well, whatever. I, any of them were. Okay, so there's a movie came out, and I was like, I detest the idea of this, and I have somehow been victorious in erasing it from history because I don't run across it on TV. I don't run, and it's never brought up in discussion, and yet it's a sequel to a very, very famous movie. You do know we'll always we talk should about keep it the now. discussion at a minimum. Oh, okay. No respect. Okay. All right. As soon as I say it, we're going to forget about it because uh, because I have literally, as I say this right now, and as we were talking about the show, and I said I've never said the name of this because I know what it is. It would bring. Do you? It would. Smokey and the Bandit too. (laughs) (laughs) I've always wanted to see three because that's the one where they 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 time travel. Burt Reynolds in the space. There's no Burt Reynolds, and they they take uh, uh, the the sheriff and they make him in drag, and he's chasing himself. Jackie Gleason? I, yeah. I admit to Gleason never plays seen two. It. Well, I've never seen it either, but I've heard about it. Gleason plays two characters and he's chasing himself. Oh, no. Anyway, uh, that's the great thing about sequels. You're just pulling it out of your ass. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I will now say the name of the movie, which I have complete. And you will, when I say it, you'll go, holy shit, that doesn't exist. When has anybody in this room ever seen. Just on TV, on a shelf, at a video store, anywhere. Has anyone ever referenced Blues Brothers 2000? Oh, oh I saw it in the yeah. theater. Did cool. you really? Oh, I am the world's biggest yeah. Blues Brothers fan. That is the worst <clears throat> chunk of shit I've ever seen in my yeah. life. They, uh, it, because I love Blues Brothers so much, oh. I was like, this. Lo- and they're adding a kid, and they're adding John I Goodman. Hate oh. All of that. 
They even added um, up at the Blues Brothers show at Universal, which I really like the normal version. They added some Blues Brothers 2000 shit. Oh, it's and bad. Yeah, it's and I like now. Caddyshack Awful. too. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on that note, I'm going to just jump in real fast and say no need for Ghostbusters 2. I love Ghostbusters. I think it's perfect the way it is. And the thing that pissed me off most about it is that was one that extra? Friggin' little. That, well, that's <laughs> in Ghostbusters. That guy is oh, my favorite oh, extra of all time. That's right. Yeah. In Ghostbusters 2, we don't need a kid. We don't need a kid. I hate when you oh, add, yeah, the gotta add the kid. That immediately, Lost World I was so excited to Mad see Ghostbusters too. I went in there, I sat down, <laughs> and friggin' immediately there's a kid, and I just was like, I want to kill people. So uh, I don't like the kid aspect. I also don't like the idea it's five years later and they're losers. How about we start the movie immediately where it ends? Ghostbusters one ends in a really cool place. Why don't we watch their fall from grace? I would have been happy to see the Ghostbusters doing their thing. There's nothing better than watching them figure out a way to fix things. I just couldn't stand that. We do not need the Statue of Liberty walking. <laughs> all of that pisses me too much off. When in doubt, ooze. That was their problem. Or slime. Too mm-hmm. much. It's all unhappy slime. But it's a different oh. kind of slime this yeah. time. I, I don't want it remember, to exist. I agree with you. I don't remember want to Remember how much you it. love the catchphrases and the slime from the original one? You're going to go back in time again. and bring the Bill Murray from today back there who would just get involved in a whole bunch of other movies and never quite have time. And for Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters too. Yeah. I would know, be if you happy. go back and take out Ivan Reitman at that time, you save you save us from a lot of bad movies, actually. Yeah, we'd, we'd miss Dave, though. <laughs> oh, we'd like miss Dave, Dave but, do like but Dave. I can do without Dave if, if, if Ivan Reitman <laughs> just stopped. no big shots or whatever. Yeah. We shoot the Pete Holmes show in the same stage that they filmed Dave in. Oh, oh yeah? that's cool. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, like, uh, what else was in there? Casablanca. Um, and Dave. Family Matters. <laughs> <laughs> One year of Police Woman. <laughs> wow. And he dropped the mic. And he Throw dropped the that mic. down. Uh, I will just say this. Uh, there are two Paul Prestons in this world. There's Paul Preston before Cannibal Holocaust, and there's Paul Preston after Cannibal Holocaust. And I would oh. go back and stop Paul Preston from watching Cannibal Holocaust, so the current one would not be so horribly scarred by yeah. stuff in that movie. It's that docu-style, and you're like, you're like, I think... They really killed people. They killed like, animals. They watch that. Yeah. They well, they do. Yeah, they yeah. do kill animals. Yeah. yeah. They tear a turtle apart and stuff, oh, and they're no. ripping these. Okay, I mean, it's stop. a bad but, movie. But then, <laughs> even even the humans <laughs> that they shit. you know slash or kill or whatever, you're. It's like it's like this. That film is so dragged through shit that it really makes it disturbing. I mean, they mm-hmm. took the, they must have taken the final print and just run it through shit <laughs> just to make it look that gross. Yeah. Sort of like you just you really need it's a bath yeah. after that no, movie. He's right, and not like it's a bad movie. Like it's poorly made it's like a bad person yeah it's a bad <laughs> Ruggiero Diodato is bad a bad person yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well first of all I want to ask Karen um, yeah. on Ghostbusters 2 is mm-hmm. it because the one guy didn't have the good Ghostbuster lines he had no good Ghostbusting lines he had no good Ghostbusting jobs you know <laughs> if he had good Ghostbusting job, he would have been fine I just wanted to hear her he say no that Ghostbuster. Hear her quote, I have two uh, movies Mary that... Gross <laughs> Why not? You like the friend black of the show. Oh, you yeah, like yeah. the black one? Mm. The black one. The black he one did just nothing. Did he did nothing. nothing. <laughs> he just did not have Google Ghostbusters. Which, if she had seen Ghostbusters 2, he saves the day. Exactly. Saving which which day. reinforces like, that it's a bad, bad movie. movie. <laughs> Winston yeah. saves the two smartest oh. Ghostbusters from yeah. dying in a fire. <laughs> and, yeah. I love the Winston. But I actually have two movies that I yes. was going to go back. I was thinking a lot about this last night, <clears throat> and these two movies came up. And then I realized I really can't go back in time because at the end of them, at the end of both of them, I had sex. But uh, <laughs> it's because of these movies that uh, so- Sothersby with Richard Gere, 
Oh, Summer's Beast? Summer's Beast. Yeah. Sadie, again. Sotheby's, yeah. Sotheby's. Just lock it out of your mind. That's where I went and bought the ring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Summer's Beast. That was the worst piece of crap. It, because in the first five minutes, you knew exactly what the next hour and a half was going to look like, and I had to sit through it. Does Martin Gare return? I know that's based on yeah. the French movie, <laughs> The Return of Martin Gare. And, uh, and then I had sex with my girlfriend. And then uh, Burlesque. Which was just out recently. Oh, with, oh um, my God! I didn't yes. even see yeah, that. That not, was Cher, Cher, yeah. and Christina, Christina Aguilera. I, oh, now, well. not only do I want to go, kind of want to go back and never see that movie, I want to go back and not pay thirty dollars a ticket for that movie. Whoa! Thirty dollars? Did somebody give you a hand? Oh, job? did you go to the one where you? Exactly. Food. I went to the, where you get the lounge chair and they serve oh. you food and I you get like. I saw it in IMAX. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Cher would allow that. It's like my, her face is huge. Three <laughs> D and IMAX. Oh my oh, wow. Cher's coming right at you. Oh, I, I remember the names of the wrestling so movies about the ladies. Go ahead. Oh, Below that? the belt. Oh. Uh-huh. And the one with Peter Falk is dot dot dot. All the marbles. All the marbles. I remember that one. That one had just as much HBO play as Dirk, the yeah, Dirk Benedict one. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Wow. All right. Not, well, let's get not, on this stuff. Not. Potentially movies that are better than these in a round of. What? What? What did you see? What did you see this week? We're nothing if not All full right. of theme songs. Uh, that was <laughs> so. What did uh, What did we see this week? <sighs> I Our saw. Guest. Oh, go ahead, Matthew. Yeah, uh, yeah. I saw a lot of movies this week. Actually, just you big know. movie week. Yeah. Um, well, I I watched uh, The Conjuring, which is terrifying. It's good though, isn't it? It's really good. And and from what I've heard about Insidious too being so horrible, it's the same director. I was shocked really? because I didn't see Insidious, but Conjuring. I, I thought this guy really took it slow and serious, and yeah. it was it's a good mm-hmm. ghost movie. Did I see that with me? All right. Did we see that? I at remember the that being good. WonderCon? We saw, we saw the cheap place. Of yeah. WonderCon, yeah. That's mm-hmm. the one with the clapping. What? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to see this because I get yeah, goosebumps yeah. thinking That's about that. It's a good scene. movie. It's, it really doesn't, it doesn't, movie. I mean, if you agree with me on this, it doesn't screw around and take the time to, hey, let's be jokey. It's just a serious movie about a haunting. It's good. And they try to explain yeah. it. I like when they try to explain stuff like yeah. that. That makes it better for me. Yeah. I like that. Absolutely. And then, uh, what else? Oh, I saw, the, I saw both VHS movies. Oh, I just got into these recently. They're great. They're anthology films Mm -hmm. that all find some tricky way to use uh, found footage. Right. And they they both start with going to someone's house who has stacks of VHS tapes that has hoarded and collected all of these ones where found footage people get killed. I mean, it's the most (laughs) found footage that's ever been found in movies, right? They find tons of found footage. It's true. It's very true. And it is very... And it's... it's, Yeah. I would give... It a very solid B. Yeah. Because I got a lot of problems with almost everything they did. <laughs> but I still enjoyed it. And yeah. I liked that it... And, and I liked that, it, you know, it's like, you know, little... little, Because, like, short stories are perfect for horror. You know? Yeah. Get so in, I get out. That's it. But it Twilight Zones. But mm-hmm. it, there was just one... I mean, I don't want to, like, spoil anything. But, I mean, there was just... There was one in particular in the first one where there's, like... These kids go to the woods, and then there's like a mysterious like entity or killer in the woods, and then it turns out one of the girls knew, and then she set up all these booby traps to try to trap the guy. Now, if if the if the motherfucking woods are haunted by this fucking thing, <laughs> yes. and she's trying to catch the fucking thing, so she goes ahead of time to the fucking haunted woods where the fucking <laughs> yeah, thing is, already. and then she st- puts all these booby traps in to catch the fucking thing for when they go back later to the woods that are haunted because the thing's there. But she also put booby traps to catch the thing because they're in the fucking... 
did she have the thing maybe called, <laughs> like, maybe she called the thing earlier and said, hey, your kid is sick at the school. Can you come pick it up? And then the thing would go off to the, no? All right. If only, if only, Karen. If only she had thought <laughs> ahead. That would make more sense. I'm just trying to get him out of the woods. I'm trying to get the entity out of the woods for an afternoon. <laughs> Can you do the boogie, said the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that. Have you guys ever seen that? That uh, PBS? Uh, no. it's, it's It's a document. It's called uh, Off the Charts. Don't know that one. It's 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 like an hour-long PBS. Do- I think it's PBS Indies. Uh, it's, a, it's an hour documentary about the song poem industry. There is such a uh, thing. Yeah, who knew? Still to this day, where like ads in the back of is a that magazine. the old comic book thing where they would write your po- turn your poem into a turn song? turn your poem into a oh. song? Shut there was a This it, American Life where they've collected a bunch of these. Right. Yeah. They, uh, this is. I mean, like we should probably stop recording the show right now and go check and it out. Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's it? I have to add it to my list. What's it called? Off the charts. Thank off the you. Charts. Oh, that sounds brilliant. I love stuff like that. Because they're way, way off the music yeah. charts. Oh, It'd man. be like your sister if we... <laughs> and it's a scam, basically, right? It, absolutely. There's no way Talentless to make Talentless people and do this. And, and, and as a matter of fact, if we're recommending movies, the greatest documentary that's yes. ever been made is Cat Dancers. Oh, I'm writing that down. What's that all about? Cat Dancers? What is that? They, Better than Hoop Dreams? Uh, it, absolutely. Mm. Um, it, uh, this one has dancing cats, Paul. <laughs> so, I don't. I don't want to give too much juggling. away because it is. It is really good to just go in fresh because they yeah. cover. They cover so much, and it is. It is so much to take in. <laughs> uh, ultimately, it is a documentary about Siegfried and Roy's main competition. <gasps> oh, cool! Awesome. That's fantastic. That's really cool. Yes. Okay. He steps away and he's out. Yes. He's oh, out. oh, oh, oh! <laughs> uh, there is Matt McCarthy. And they're terrible. Cat right? dancers <laughs> and Matt McCarthy. <laughs> And now, drastically different people. And now it's, well, how does it compare to t- cat dancers? <laughs> I don't know if I want to watch The I don't Conjuring. Watch that. Is, is it a good, is it, how does it compare to cat dancers? <laughs> Thor. Is it, a, is it cat dancers? Yeah. Uh, Paul and I went to see The Old Man in the Sea. That was bad. With Spencer Tracy? No. No, Karen's referring to All is Lost with Robert Redford. Oh. <laughs> you know this movie? Uh, the Old Man in the Sea. Uh, which is pretty much what it is. Uh, Wait, there's a, there's a Robert Redford movie out right now, and it's just not been advertised or talked about yeah, or whatever? Yeah, see, that's God, how good it is. That's a weird it, part well, of It's a total indie, because no one's, it's not going to be a major release. It's literally- Did it play at Sundance? <laughs> I, I don't that's even think it would made it in. I swear to God, I don't Boy, think it If he's in it and it didn't make it into Sundance and it's a low budget, then that is bad, that's right? That's a bad movie. <laughs> that's pretty bad. I feel like I was shanghaied into seeing it because on the way there I said, what's this about? And Paul goes, we don't know. And I, in my head, I was like, oh, is this the movie about the guy who wins the lottery but he doesn't really win? And I was all excited. I Nebraska. thought it was Nebraska. Yeah. And Paul didn't say anything. He's like, I don't want to give it away. Could be. It could be Knowing about that. Knowing that I did not want to see a movie about a dude on a boat. I didn't know that. Who doesn't like Robert Redford? And the movie stars only Robert Redford. A dude on a boat. There's nobody else in the movie. Oh, but Robert, I'm not sh- or just him and a tiger, right after. Yeah, a boat <laughs> exactly. oh, it was Life of Pi, only not. Only wrinklier. It's from yeah. the director. It's from the writer director of uh, Margin Call, who just won, who just was nominated. Oh, for, well. for that. So he's like super indie guy. Oh my god. And uh, and that's this was his next thing to like put Robert Redford on a boat and have him deal with the elements. Gets in the a wreck early on. And he just has to survive. Know how to yacht, by the way. Do you not yachting? You're from 
the Rhode Island. You might know a little about yachting. Uh, it, uh, the man just makes bad choices. He has yachted. You've yachted. <laughs> I, 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 can, I, can, I can yacht. I know what the ropes are called. He knows how to jive and jib, right? <laughs> I could sink a sunfish pretty quick. All right, all right. Out in Bristol Harbor. I thought this movie era. worked on you. I thought because it was such routine. It worked on me. It right. was routine response to horrible situations, storms and sharks and all sorts of crazy stuff. But he has to keep doing things to stay himself alive. And after a while, it just works on him and it works on you. Is there dialogue in it at all? Not yeah, much. He tries to get a radio working. He's yelling right. at the clouds once in a I while. I raise my hand. He's in the back. I have a he's question. Six, he's 2,600 miles from, let me, you know, from anything. Let me put this to the room. Mm. I'm give me that 2,600. I put it to you. I put it to you. I'm going to give you a scenario. You're in a boat and you're alone and bad things are happening. And there's a storm coming. There's a hole in your boat and things are not going good. So you don't have much time. Do you... Decide to shave, yes or no? Anybody? Anybody? That sounds like it should be an you easy answer. You have no time. There's a lot of shit that needs to be done. There's water rushing into He's your home. He's a very vain man, isn't he? He's a very dignified <laughs> That son of a bitch stopped to shave. And then later, on got not on a boat. Even on a good day, I that's know. risky. <laughs> and then that messed up his timetable because then later, the storm hits and he went, Oh, I got to put up the storm sail. I, I say, put that up instead of shaving. Yeah. I submit it's, to you, wait. yes. <laughs> instead of go. standing on down a the mic. rocky circle. <laughs> oh, right, right. Instead of rocking back and forth with a razor in your throat, <laughs> maybe you should get ready for the storm that's coming. Thought, you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. All right. I will shut up. Anyway. Even good. if it was a calm day, you're All still right. like, oh, I got I to I gotta <laughs> risk my life real quick because I got to look good for nobody. For nobody. On the positive side of that movie, Redford still makes it look easy. 77, dude he never looked, acted. He looked good 77. for 77. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, all right, so... Uh, I saw Bad Grandpa, and that girl is a bitch. Yeah, that's on. Moving on. That's <laughs> I saw Forrest Gump, and that girl's a bitch. Go ahead. Oh, oh, yeah. You got it out for Jenny, right? Oh, I hated her in that movie. Oh. She's the worst. She's she is, the right? heel in cinema. She, she shows up, gives maids, drops off of kids, and goes dies. That's what she does. And goes dies. And right. she definitely gave... Forrest Gump and the kid AIDS. Absolutely. Everybody had AIDS at yep. the end of that movie. Not just her. They don't know what to call it, Forrest. They call it slut, okay? <laughs> Thank you. All right, well, let's uh, bring this bitch home with Karen's weekly celebration oh, of the birthdays okay. oh, of those who make the movies. Karen? All right. <laughs> let's start off her birthday this week by wishing a happy birthday to Mike Nichols, who turns 81. Get pull it anywhere from a waiter at Howard Johnson's to a Kennedy Center honor recipient. One of his first jobs was a waiter at Howard Johnson's. Don't we have a friend, Mike Nichols? Who would you and like? we Mike do. J. Mike yeah. J. Nichols, who was the Phantom Editor. I ask anybody in our audience mm-hmm. to watch the first 30 minutes of The Graduate. He directed the shit out of that movie. Yes, very true. Uh, we all know, uh, being that we're improvisers, that he, along with Elaine May and Paul Sills and some others, were part of the Compass Players, and they founded which legendary comedy group? Troop. People? The Compass Layers players. Nichols May, Second City? Second City. Second City. And they use the games taught by their fellow castmate, Paul Sill's mother, Viola Spolin, which were for children, and they gave them to a bunch of drunk adults, (laughs) and comedy happened. (laughs) Brilliant. That was the original uh, like comedy album. You'd invite friends over, and you put on Nichols and May, right? Yeah. That was like a classic thing to do. They were considered the fastest thinkers in the world, or something like that. They had a little, little thing. This is fun. I thought of you, and this is the reason I'm bringing this up. 
So here's a fun fact about Mike Nichols. He was interested in directing First Blood and having what? Dustin Hoffman star awesome. as John Rambo. Fuck, okay, look, he got lucky uh, the first time right. with the Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> I'm going back in time. I'm seeing that. I'm making that happen. Isn't that amazing? Yes. That's yeah. what we're taking. That made me very happy, but I'm just wondering if like, he would have had Simon and Garfunkel Rambo. as part of the soundtrack. Why are you pushing me? <laughs> <laughs> it's over, Johnny. <laughs> who are you? Who, who are any of you? <laughs> <laughs> Next up, let's wish a happy birthday to super hottie Matthew McConaughey turns 44. Matthew McConaughey. But he can play anywhere from shirted <laughs> to shirtless. Mm-hmm. Though, after seeing Matthew McConaughey shirtless in the Dallas Buyers Club... I can't believe I'm actually saying this, but he can just keep his shirt on right now. You super skinny shirt on, shirt off, but he's not bald! (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm just going to give you a quick list of some of my favorite shirtless Matthew McConaughey movies. Mud, Magic Mike, Killer Joe, Ed TV, Fool's Gold, Ghost of Girlfriend's Past, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, yeah, and tell something... tell me the Pot TV. You're lying about that one. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, just pictures of him. Oh, she's just, just reading a list of his I'm just reading a list of his movies. And something called... <laughs> yeah. Believe it or not, he took his shirt off in something called Surfer Dude. <laughs> okay? Oh, wow. Hard just believe. putting that out there. And Lee, I also checked, he was not indeed shirtless in The Lincoln Lawyer or Amistad. Oh. <laughs> you, you sat through them all just to make sure? Just to make sure. I was disappointed in Amistad, so... And I also have a little quiz for you guys. What movie did Matthew McConaughey star in opposite my boyfriend, Bill Murray? You will not believe this. Opposite Bill Murray? Yes, yes. I know. Larger than life. Holy cow, oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. On the lightning round. McConaughey's one of the few watchable things in that movie. He's <laughs> he funny. Was, he was hilarious yeah. in that movie. Otherwise known as the elephant movie. Yeah. Right? The, the elephant, elephant movie. movie. He played the elephant. The mega... The, <laughs> With the, no shirt. The no super shirt comedy team of Janine Garofalo and Bill Murray, who, you know, we right? saw that taken <laughs> off, didn't we? <laughs> and finally, let's wish a happy birthday to every mentally challenged kid's favorite mama, Sally Field, who turns 66 <laughs> but can play anywhere from a flying nun to a Beneva spokeswoman. Now, Beneva. Yes, because Is that she that has... yogurt that makes you shit? <laughs> 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 no, it's Jamie Lee Curtis. No, it. no, that's the other one. No, Beneva is for osteoporosis because Sally Field mm. is an osteoporosis spokeswoman. You, you wouldn't know to look at her. Know. She's doing good. She's she's a spitfire. Here's something, though. As I looked at all of her IMDb credits and her accomplishments and everything that she's achieved, one question, because I'm such a pervert, kept coming to mind. And I wanted to know if she had ever been naked in a movie. So I went and I went to the source. According to, you Mr. Went to Mr. Skin. Mr. Skin.com. <laughs> or did you just call Burt Reynolds? I just called Burt Burt. Whichever. She's so you, cute. You didn't in pay for Mr. Skin's subscription or anything, did you? I don't think so. Even at his hottest, <laughs> even at his hottest how gross would it be to have sex with Burt Reynolds in the 70s? Anyway, go I ahead. I know. And she's a cutie pie. Uh, <laughs> that mustache alone, you know stuff got <laughs> stuck in that. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> what must that have said? Like? Hot ball. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody know if she did or not? Anybody know if she I did doubt or it. not? No. I'm, I'm going to say no. If Julie Andrews did... Uh, oh, wait. Maybe in one of her respectable movies. Maybe uh, in... What do you think? What was the one she won the Oscar Mrs. for? Mrs. Doubtfire. That one. Places oh, in the Heart? You know, yeah. the Norma one with Ray? Oh, Norma no. Wright. No. Norma Actually, she did get... Uh, she was last she was seen naked that. 17 years ago in the movie Eye for an Eye when she was 49 years old. It was a oh, shower right. scene. Isn't that crazy? She was 49 it's and an she was naked. It's an action movie, yeah. Like All a thriller. Right. Like a and then, 
her son got uh, I didn't killed see and she picture. went after it, him or something. There was a picture of her from the 1976 movie, Stay Hungry, and she was adorable. It was her ass, and it's just plump and cute and firm. Oh, Mr. Skin. Oh, Mr. Skin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stay Hungry. Who's in that? I know that name of that movie. Is that a Stallone movie? I don't know. I didn't go that far. Or I just looked at her butt. We have no Jamie this week. To Jamie, yeah, yeah does. And also, this is the best part about the internet and why I love, I love it so much. When I was doing my research, I found out that, in fact... While though she has never been spanked in a movie, she herself spanked a young Yankin Haddon in the 1984 movie Places in the Heart. Ah, uh, Yankin Haddon. Yankin Haddon. I oh, love that God. someone was like, no, no, she's never been spanked. I remember getting <laughs> caught yanking my Haddon. Oh. We're going to do a whole Yankin Haddon <laughs> retrospective at the end of the year. Yankton Haddon. <laughs> uh, and also, I, I just love celebrity singing. It makes me just warm inside. <laughs> so I found Sally Field singing a little song <gasps> called... Felici Dad, that is pretty awesomely Felici bad. Felici Dad. It's very nice. Here we go. We've got a lot of things to do. We've got a lot of things to do. I hate to interrupt this. It's awful. <laughs> Matt, so you used to write for wrestling. It's kind of interesting. I wanted to make sure we got it. Why don't they go and do it then? Because Go ahead and let this underscore that. <laughs> Who? She's singing this. I think Liesl's singing backup. (laughs) (laughs) I could see, like, I could see, um, what's his name? Foley skipping around to this with his mask on his face. Mankind. Foley. Mankind. Mankind, yeah. Well, yeah, no, the one with the puppet, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The sock puppet. The sock puppet. He would be, like, (laughs) running to this. That'd be awesome. This is more of a dude love song, I think. (laughs) Well, that wraps another movie showcast, everybody. (laughs) Uh, together we are the movie guys. Individually we are. Follow us on Twitter at the movie guys on Facebook at facebook.com slash the movie guys as well as on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, all that shit. Thanks to Matt McCarthy. Yay! Follow him at uh, Matt at McCarthy Redhead on Twitter, correct? At McCarthy Redhead. And you'll know it's, it's him. It's my last name and defining physical characteristics. <laughs> <laughs> and an ampersand. You'll know it's him because of the Blues Brothers uh, photo in there. Indeed. In the, uh, the guy uh, running the uh, halfway houses uh, watching wrestling. Oh, yeah? No. Oh. <laughs> Some guy, some guy came, left his card, cop, oh, yeah. sitting yeah. back. That's awesome. Yoda is running the fucking, it's Frank Oz doing the voice. Yeah. Oh. oh, no shit? Yeah, because Frank Oz is the, uh, oh, the one who gives him the, 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 the penal guy. Yeah, he's is that like. the word? <laughs> oh, yeah, one. It is now. One. Gives him back his possession. <laughs> yeah, one yeah. soiled. Yeah. That's it's Frank Oz. One soiled. Yeah. Uh, anyway, check out some uh, sketches. You can go to PeteHolmes.com right now and click on videos that feature Matt. So oh, yeah. check that out. I watched the one you, with the bartender today, which is pretty funny. You can bar- also, you can also, you. oh yeah, 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 the Skyfall one. No, the bartender oh. uh, just had they a bachelorette specific, party. Yeah, so he only has like they had a surplus of penis straws <laughs> for the one guy at the bar just trying to drown his sorrows. <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. I really prefer just a regular straw. <laughs> <laughs> and comedy ensues. Yeah, and eventually, it. and of course, you can go to uh, search iTunes for the We Watch Wrestling podcast. Oh, yeah. Indeed, yeah, to hear more of his. Uh, thanks to Jamie Clark Elvington, who's not here, though, sadly. And, of course, Steve Schultz for his writing contributions to the show every week. And, just, I gotta get some before we leave. Make sure you go to collegehumor.com and watch Batman Vanishing. If you've never seen oh it, it's one God. of the funniest, oh, yeah. funniest comedy shorts I've ever seen in my life. My friends and I seriously quote that. I mean, we went to Vegas I, yeah. once, and the whole Vegas trip. Yes, we did not get to cover it. analyze it with science. And it's the funniest goddamn oh thing God. in the world. We are forever in your debt, Batman. 
I never would have found that evidence without you, Batman. <laughs> the security, one of the security guards at the Warren lot, every time he sees me, he goes, Ah, Commissioner! <laughs> going. And there, the, these sketches with Batman and Commissioner Gordon continue on the Pete Holmes show, right? Indeed, yeah. We just put up the uh, Batman versus uh, Superman. Outstanding. Great. Yeah. Uh, that is our show. Thanks for watching, and go to themovieguys.net for all things movie guys. Later. La, 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 la.